Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to help you stop reinventing the wheel. Now, this is something I see way, way too frequently. When I'm using a new piece of software, and I'm trying to figure out how it wants me to do what it's trying to get me to do. I don't understand the flow, like the process that it's trying to put me through, the design, some type of element about it is just off. And the reason why that is, is because so many folks, when they're building these software products and into companies, they're reinventing the wheel when it comes to typical usability elements for which there is essentially a universal standard. Now, I could describe this in a couple different ways, but just to give you an example, like let's say whatever it is software-wise you're using, throughout that experience, it gives you the opportunity to download a report. And instead of seeing your typical download type button, with same type of indicators, visual indicators, in terms of what said functionality refers to or can do, you see something completely different. In fact, you didn't even know it was a button or that that report could be downloaded. And it's frustrating you and you can't figure out why. Using it has now become a problem. You will see these types of experiences in software where the people building these products are ignoring what I refer to as a design pattern. This is a concept that engineers are fairly familiar with because in engineering, especially when you're building custom, creating certain types of functionality, if you're going to try to do it differently over and over and over again, you're going to be left with essentially an absolute mess because in on engineering teams, especially more than one person, you have to divide and conquer the work. So if you're spreading the workload across your team, that makes things like keeping standards in your code base consistent a real problem. That's a challenge that needs to be managed. So how do we manage them? Well, that's where design patterns come into play. Certain things like swapping variables or managing and handling login and logout, password reset, all of these types of common functionality that essentially every software application has, there is typically a design pattern for that. And what that means is there's kind of like a way to do it. And you need to know what the way to do it is so that you don't wind up causing confusion, making a mess of your code base. So the design pattern is where the key is, right? Now that goes beyond just writing code. And that's what this episode is about. If you are creating user experience elements in your product, then you need to be following design patterns there as well too. So the same concept extends through to usability. Now, if you're using software and it feels intuitive, you know what you're doing, it is easy to figure out how to do what it is you want to do. That means that product probably has a solid usability and user experience. That means that they're more than likely following industry standard best practices or these design patterns. So I am strongly encouraging you that when you're designing, building your software, try not to reinvent the wheel or do everything in a very different way, because there are certain elements, like I was just describing earlier, a download component, for example, that realistically should be very similar from product to product until the version that is accepted by the industry eventually evolves. And that will happen too. But don't try to jump the gun on that because you'll more than likely wind up confusing more people than helping. And that will subtract from the value that your product provides to them. Okay, so now that we've established that, let's talk about how you find out what these design patterns are. And the easiest way that I would recommend is for whatever type of software or company you're building, go and take a look at 
a number of different options in the competitive landscape. So what might be considered a competitor to your product? And you're gonna to wanna to look at what is the most popular, what is gaining the most traction, what has been the most successful, because all of those are indicators that you're more than likely gonna find a solid user experience in that software. It's not 100% guaranteed, but it is likely, right? That stuff is very correlated. So if you try out a bunch of different pieces of software, you should see patterns yourself in terms of improved usability, user experience, and especially value as you climb the rankings in terms of what people are saying or what's being recommended in the competitive landscape in which you wanna compete. And as you do that, you will get a better understanding for the various workflows and how they work in each of those software products. That should give you an idea in terms of how similarly yours should match. Now, I'm not telling you to copy theirs. That's not the objective, right? The objective here is to make sure that the one that you want to design is not radically different from theirs in a bad way. Bad way is the key element here. And when I say bad, there is an area, a time and a place to innovate, and there's one that you shouldn't. When you want to innovate is in the area in terms of what is the unique element of what your software product does. Not from the perspective of logging in, logging out, downloading, all of these basic functions typical things that are repetitive in nature that we find from software product to software product outside of even your competitors and across industries. Those should be relatively standard in terms of whatever the best, most updated version of that is that is very popular in a usability and user experience way. Don't look to reinvent the wheel in any of those areas. And if you take this strategy, you will save yourself a considerable amount of time. You really need to understand whether or not your technical team gets this, right? They should be trying to reinvent the wheel, especially in the area where it isn't your competitive advantage. Now, when I say your competitive advantage, what I mean is your primary workflow for what it is that your software does. This gets back to, again, the design worth building. So like the solution that you're bringing to market and how it addresses that problem worth solving. That is the area where if you're gonna innovate, you might wanna do it there. But again, keep in mind the workflow from those other successful products that are arguably competitors of yours in the industry. Don't go too radically different from theirs. And if you are going to change, make sure you make it better and not better from your perspective, better from your target market customer's perspective. Because if you deviate from that plan, you're gonna have a bad time because people aren't gonna figure out, be able to figure out how to use your software. Now in a future episode, I'll talk more about those of you out there, which I'm sure may have some questions along the lines of, what if I don't have a competitor or something like that? That's another problem. I want to talk about that as well also. But for now, I want you to focus on not reinventing the wheel in areas where you should be following industry standard best practice. Look up design patterns. I'll share more resources in the future. It'll make your, the process of bringing these products to market significantly easier, faster, more cost effective, and it will provide a better experience for your users and customers. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.